here's the thing, right? I just want to buy some bug mints. That's all I want to do at this point. Have you still not successfully purchased a Boglin? An entire week's gone by, Jim. Not yet. I, I instead what I did was I, I, I ordered um, the collector's edition of Dark Souls Three, a game that I already have, um, <laughs> and because you can't get them for love nor money, I may have paid above market price as well. Um, so that's what I'm doing instead of saving up money to say pay someone in a settlement um i think we i think we can all <laughs> agree no that like if there was one game you're gonna splash out on a collector's edition this one's probably the one yeah i yeah i also feel like um saving up that money might have might not necessarily be necessary it's and not necessary spending, yeah spending i may that be money on dogs <laughs> i may be deliberately spending the money out of spite so you're um, like, hey, I would spend this money on a maybe settlement. I don't know what we're referring to. Yeah, Dark Souls 3 seems like a wiser investment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, of course, talking about buying a settling tank, uh, which is a, a piece of machinery. Uh, I don't know I, what I, it does, but it's he's, in, he's investing real estate in the undead settlement. Exactly. I, I, I thought you were like trying to buy like little miniature houses that you could make a Boglin settlement in, and then when you eventually have the Boglins... You could, you would, well, then have paid off your settlement. <laughs> Laura, don't, don't give them ideas. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's be honest. I buy a lot of crap. Um, I've, I've pre, I've got the pre-order of the collector's edition from a seller, so we'll see if I've been conned or not. Um, and I've got the Estus Flask edition of um, the Dark Souls Three Guide. Now I don't. I don't really use guidebooks, but if I really like a game, I will buy the guidebook just to have it, if it's special. Yeah. Like, I liked the, the I liked the Bloodborne one because you had the little theme that came with it and lots of other... And lots of lore in there. I like the lore bits. Well, um, if, you have, if, you have been, if you have been spammed by some kind of mysterious con artist, you could always just buy Gav's overpriced wooden box of Dark Souls. That oh, yeah. <laughs> I would buy that off him. Like, I'm not even joking. I, I'm going to sell that on, on eBay for, like, a thousand euros oh god they're selling for like 500 pound plus these reviewer wooden boxes that i don't have wow. one off don't shout at me i don't have one um so yeah that's that's a thing that it's Gavin a very kind of has now it's a very pretty box i must say it's I, a very I'd pretty box um I think i'm not even joking buy it just because they can't buy it and that's why they i mean want i'm it. i'm gonna keep that box forever it's the kind of thing i'd actually put up and, and keep stuff in the that the kind of yeah. little yeah. latch it, on it, the front of it is gorgeous Maybe remove the straw from it, because that straw gets everywhere. Not that I would know. <laughs> Why I'll do they keep, keep doing I'll, that? I'll, I'll keep it for Twitter arguments. It's fine. Like, the... <laughs> the um, Like, I don't really... Like, a lot of game publishers don't send out ostentatious packages anymore like they used to. But so many... When they did, so many of it was filled with straw. It's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> you want a medieval box with some shit in it. I remember when Dragon Age Inquisition <laughs> was sent out to people. The first Dragon yeah. Age. And they sent these... They had little healing potions in there. It was just some red drink. I don't know. But it was in a wooden box with straw on my fucking doorstep. Straw <laughs> all over my fucking placement. Oh, there. God. Straw so in the house. Namco do this all the time. Like, Namco don't send out normal physical boxes anymore, it seems like. I think the last thing I got from Namco physically before Dark Souls 3 was um, 
was oh what was it it was that naruto fighting game that came out a little while back uh-huh. and that was in like a wooden box that had like fake signatures like etched it like carved into it and there was again no plastic box for the game i had to put the game on like this little red velvet inlaid hole in the box and i'm like this is wasn't there practical one for putting on my for naruto and- that is not worth it what? There was a weird gold coin and some posters, and I'm like, that can go to my house, mate. The, what, I don't need this. Wasn't there a game once that came in like a big bag of blood? Or am I imagining that? Was that like a Slayer that, album or something? There <laughs> was some blood themed. I never got it, but I do remember a big blood bag themed thing. Was it I, maybe the Evil Within or something like that? Might or? have been. The, the only been. one of these that I vividly remember was uh, it was one of the Batman games that came with like the trailer on a like screen embedded into a metal batarang that was part of the press kit and I'm just like what what I'm so Why? glad they I'm so glad those things are rare now cuz it's like it it is kind of cool to have neat little shitty stuff but yeah sometimes it is like I remember when and and, and I only give them a pass on this because I love the game so much but once to promote like I think the PS uh, the PS I uh, forget it Whatever it was when they did the the re-release of Deadly Premonition. They sent a box of fucking coffee beans out. And coffee <laughs> beans every fucking where. And I, I will kind of forgive them for that. And Terraria. I once got some Terraria thing. And it was just a box of stones. It was um, just a box of stones. There, there is one company that incessantly sends me boxes of useless tat. And I never touch their actual games. And they still send me the tat. And I've talked about this before. The developers of Senran Kagura don't ask if I want their games. I gave them my I gave them my address for like a review thing once. And now just every year I'll get an email on some unexpected day being like, We've shot a shipped a box of boobs to you. Enjoy. And I'm like, oh god, I have to wait for this to turn up at my door now. Uh, last year it was a box that included a breast mouse mat. And I remember that, a, yeah. It was the, the certificate that said Tits Our Life Asses Hometown. This year God. it was a, a double-sided body pillow and an art book of a bunch of anime girls that do not look 18 in their underwear. And, uh why? Oh, Senran Why? Kagura. Why, Senran Kagura developers? Why would you do this? D3 Publisher is, uh... It's, it's yeah. kind of this... Ch- charmlessly charming relic from a forgotten era. It's yeah. a, there's something about them that's kind of almost anachronistic in today's age, but they're kind of so, I don't know, so confident in their own exploitative trash that I don't hate and, them. Yeah, and they and, do. They make trash. Some yeah. of it's very enjoyable trash. The Last Only <laughs> Chandra game, I likened it to like pure junk food gaming, and and I didn't mean that to be uh, outwardly disparaging. Like it's enjoyable. Tra- it's it's the gaming equivalent of you know trash TV, uh, and that's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they are kind of charming in their own gormless, uh, cringy <laughs> way. Yeah, I'm also realizing like I know exactly why they send them to me because. It's exactly because I'm like, haha, look at all this this trash that came from Senran Kagura, and I mention the name of the game, and then I, because I don't bother playing the game because I assume everyone knows their shit games, that means that they're not actively actually getting criticism, they're just getting me talking about You're the just game getting and talking itch. about their tat. So just, I'm getting uh, a bunch of tats and, a tat and giving them free words, so... Yeah. They're, they're working the system, I suspect. Ah, uh, yes, these are, these are get... the guys who do the anime girls with the banana bananas in yes. their badge, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah the banana these, badge games. Yeah, yeah. these it's, these are the ones where it's like, yeah. oh, you power up by losing some clothes, and when you get beaten mm. up, you lose some clothes. And does and the banana ever fall away from the badge, or is it permanently, oh, no. permanently, like that, permanently there, like a little Trump boner? Them's them some girls that've been doing their kegels, my friend. Like yeah. they <laughs> firmly gripped. Yeah, did, did that I banana ain't going nowhere. It's like Popeye's hat when he's upside yeah. down and it's still on his head. D- did I ever explain to you both the plot of the newest Senran Kagura game? Because it's a bunch of batshit insane bullshit. Uh, don't think so, it, no. It basically boils down to a bunch of different uh, kids from a bunch of different schools got kidnapped to a magical island where all of their dead relatives are still alive. Now, um, Already they have to they have to compete against like the various different schools, and only the one winning school will have their families like spirits calmly pass on to the other side and get to you know finally be at rest. <laughs> all of the other fa- all of the schools that don't win, their families' ghosts will just stay forever in limbo and won't get to move on to the afterlife. That's so horrific. in order to in order to win the right for their family to like peacefully move on to the other side. Uh, these anime schoolgirls have to get into their swimwear and play a bunch of sports mini games. That Gary is, Glitter's that game is, of the year. <laughs> that is the plot to Senran Kagura, whatever the new one was. That's amazing. That's incredible. I, oh, I haven't Man. opened that game. I haven't put it in my console because I don't want that on my like list. Dude, of you don't need I've to play played, that. You just you I list read... the plot and then give it a ten out of ten. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. But no, THQ, they were the they were the monarchs of crap and tat being sent out. Like I look at their history of ostentatious E3 booths and ridiculous press trips and the the shit they'd send out, and I'm like, no wonder they went fucking bankrupt. Um, everyone knows I've got the Saints Row dildo bat. Um, they once sent yeah. out. Like I don't know what they were made out of, but they were like like proper stone, like maybe granite or something. Properly made headstones with the reviewer's name on it and their date of death, which I considered a de- like a, one of the few genuine death threats I've ever gotten, and it came from THQ to promote Darksiders Two. It was like J- Jim Sterling died 2012 in the apocalypse and shit, and I've still got that around somewhere, but. Yeah, they sent all manner of just weird shit. Yeah. Um, and it just ends ex- up in a box somewhere, doesn't it? It's like, eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like in, in my wardrobe, I've still got the, the Soviet hat they sent me to promote some game with Russians in it. And that came with some cologne, which I, I did use because it was quite good. Yeah. I think I they sent me cologne because they were showing games in cologne. And that was good enough for them to send stuff out. The, the Saints Row dildo bat is the one piece of like PR tat that I wish I had been in the industry at the time when it went out. Like I wish I owned yeah. one of those. Well, even I, then, yeah, it was I think, very I hard think to the get. cologne like, was sent because sent they knew that uh, they knew Jim would be working up a bit of a sweat once he got the other stuff. <laughs> yes, that is true. Because because um, I was it was going up my ass, listeners. Yeah, it went up your ass. It went so it went up my <laughs> actually just just to just for the record. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I'm not saying things don't go up there on occasion, but the dildo bat, that ain't ever going up there. I'm I consider myself an ambitious man, but but that that is something that, that I'm never gonna try. It's, it's that same amount of ambition where I look at the um some fan sent me a sixteen and a half inch dildo and I'm just like yes, they did. Ambition is not the right word for looking at this thing. This this is an ornamental piece and nothing more. Yeah, yeah. Like like I don't <laughs> 
I, I don't feel like they've split down the middle. Um, it's... You, d- you don't fancy like physically rupturing? <laughs> not, not today. Not, not today, today, thanks. But anyway, the the point of all this is ten minutes in, or more than, is that um, I'm gonna get some boglins. You're gonna get some boglins. You, you know what I'm gonna get? <laughs> who is that, Laura Kate? Who is my co-host? Who hasn't been oh. introduced yet? What, yeah, what, what are you getting? <laughs> what What am I getting? I'm getting. Yeah, why don't you uh, tell me and what? Gavin, who is also yeah. with us? <laughs> Hello, Gavin. I should tell you what I'm getting. Hello, yes. Gavin. Um, this is the position that we're talking on. <laughs> I am getting a new Beyond Good and Evil game. It's fucking happening. I told you, folks. You know how, like, a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you you're, all, you're like, acting hey, like we, You're acting like we didn't believe you. <laughs> we I, we well, believed you. I'm not you. talking so much to you. I'm talking to the listener. You know how you, listener, didn't believe me when I was all, hey, there's going to be a new Beyond Good and Evil. It's happening this year, I tell you. I heard them. They uh, definitely didn't believe you. Yeah, they didn't believe me. Yeah. Now, they, they should believe me now, because you know what happened a few weeks after my rumour? New Beyond Good and Evil trademarks. Yeah. New trademarks yeah. got listed. And they're not renewing old trademarks. They are listing new trademarks for new things. So, Laurie, so, you know the way yeah. you're like I the, mean, queen, I... the queen of the rumours? Yeah. You, you got to get on those Call of Duty 4 remake rumours for me and find out what's uh, going on there. I, I, I would, but I really don't care enough about Call of Duty 4 <laughs> again. <laughs> so, I'll don't, tell you don't... what. If they so do anyone, do it, no, no, Jim, don't, don't, don't. It's not if, it's when. It's when. Oh no, I was Jim. talking. I was going to talk about Call of Duty. Oh, okay. Because um, <laughs> I think our, I think our listeners, I think long-term listeners of us would be way more interested in Call of Duty than Beyond Good and Evil. Oh yeah, of um, course. <laughs> yeah. No, no. To go back to Beyond Good and Evil, like I, I, I tell you what, I'm not going to give my opinion on it because I, I don't want to say anything that would even so much as, as risk uh, raining on your parade. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I am well aware that, like, I understand the reasons that I shouldn't be getting excited. But I keep getting the signs keep happening. And it's going to fucking happen. This it's is what this is, this is one of those situations where I think cautious optimism is probably the best approach. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what? You know what? The main reason I think it's actually happening, it's nothing to do with the trademarks that got filed this week. It's because there is a pretty good chance I might have to cancel my trip to E3 this year because of like medical stuff. And I just fucking know it that the year that I had E3 booked and then had to cancel going would be the year that Beyond <laughs> Good and Evil happens. Like, that's just the way the universe works. Yeah, so. that's just. Yes, the Sod's Law says that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is definitely being shown at E3. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. being shown at E3 so long <laughs> as I don't go. The funny, the funny thing is, is I believe that convinces me more than any rumor any trademark any yeah. bit of news <laughs> and there's going to be has yeah. me more convinced there's going to be a special press attendees only event where you get to see um oh my god what's piggy guy's name again page <laughs> where you get to see his butt and it's going to be oh. only journalists who went to e3 are going to be allowed to see his butt you get to see his butt i nearly said you, pigsy um, wasn't that the one in in fucking uh, manhunt enslaved Enslaved slash uh, the old journey to the west. Uh, oh, and what was the one in Manhunt called? Wasn't he Pigsy as well? It might, might have been. I, I I don't remember much about Manhunt. I played like ten minutes of it, and I was like, "This this is gash." So I oh, Ma- Manhunt's an amazing game. Man. I want to give it another chance. I was yeah. I was a less patient person back in those days, so yeah. I'd like. To, I know it's on. Um, uh, you can get it on PS4 now. Was part of their PS2 mm. thing. So I, I'm on a get it again I, I, I bought bully instead last time oh, bully's great i haven't yeah. had time to get through it Ma- manhunt um, is the best game 
I've ever experienced at doing, uh, making you feel very, very uncomfortable. And yeah. it, it set out to do that, and it did it so, so well. And there were yeah, parts of that, that game where you're just like, what what have I just done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why I don't tend to go back and play that very often, because yeah. it does what it does very oh, well, yeah. I won't deny that, but it makes me very uncomfortable, oh, yeah, which Ma- is what it tr- meant to do. Manhunt's one of those things like Requiem for a Dream, where you do it once, and it you you <laughs> you appreciate the how good it is, and then never look at it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there we go. In summary, where the fuck is Beyond Good and Evil 2, Ubisoft? Thank you. Uh, what what else did we have happen this week? Uh, Dark load. Souls 3 reviews happened. We're, yeah. we're, <coughs> so me and Jim can actually talk about our opinions on that game now, spoiler free. And Gav has played it, so he can talk about his opinions. Yep. It's a bloody good Souls game, isn't it? It's fucking it. great. It's really, really, I, really good. I feel like they have a bit of a masterpiece on their hands here. Yeah. I'm very impressed. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's too er- far too early to say if it's the best of the three games, but for for if I were to describe it, I'd put it like Dark Souls 1 sped up a little bit. Not quite Bloodborne speed, but sped up a little bit. Yeah, it's. I think a lot, there was a lot of, a lot of um, the comparisons to Bloodborne, I think, uh, at least before uh, people played it, were very presumptuous. I think people uh, are expecting it to be a l- very heavily influenced by Bloodborne. I think it's very clear that the developers had Bloodborne on the mind. And I do think mm. that the team are a bit more excited about exploring fresh content with Bloodborne than going back to Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, but this is very, very, very clearly a Dark Souls game. In fact, I would say yeah. there's more influence from Dark Souls 2 than there is Bloodborne in this, mm. um, which is not to say that it's like Dark Souls 2. It is much <laughs> better than Dark Souls 2. Um, not that, I mean, Dark Souls 2 did grow on me because I, I mentioned a few weeks ago I've been trying to get into it and like it, and it did get to a point where it grew on me. Uh, mm. But Dark Souls 3... Um, it's much less of a grind better. than Dark Souls yeah. 2. And yeah. the I enemies... Think I enjoy... The enemies don't track you in the same way. Like, if you dodge at the right time, you're going to dodge. You're not going to have yeah. them yes. follow you around in like, a circle. They they track you a much shit. more reasonable amount. Like, they'll track you in the, like, the wind-up of their swing, but once they start doing the swing, their, their tracking is greatly reduced, which mm. is... Yeah, that's good. I like it's just, that. It's, sensi- um, it's a lot more sensible, yeah. Yeah. Like, my initial comparison was to Bloodborne, and that's probably because Bloodborne was where I got my start in the series, but, like, the... The pacing of how, like, the, the sort of combat speed definitely was making me feel like Bloodborne, and that was a problem initially, because I was trying to play it in much the same way where when yeah. I took a hit, I was trying to dash back in and reclaim the health that I've lost, which isn't how you're supposed to be doing this. No. Um, it definitely has a lot of, like, tonal stuff from Dark Souls 2 without being as mechanically poor. It has a lot of the interesting lore and environmental stuff and a lot of the really cool boss design ideas from Dark Souls 1. It leans There's... very heavily on Dark Souls 1 for its and the, story. Yeah. And and it, the, it, the level it design as well. It heavily into nostalgia. Yeah. The level There's design is some... thankfully much yeah. more like Dark Souls 1 than 2. I mean, the way they loop around and you... you it's, it's still one of those most unique feelings in gaming when you find one of those shortcuts. And you're back yeah. to a place you did, you you're like yes. See, the, yes. Here's, the, here's the funny thing, because because a lot of people have said that, and a lot of people have disagreed with that one point in my review where I just I, I didn't. It felt more straightforward to me than than any of the other Souls games. The maps felt, barring some exceptions, and I I, I don't want to go into spoiler territory. There is one particular area in the game that is possibly my favourite area in any kind of Souls game. Um, 
and it, it is beautifully constructed. But for the most part, I've been feeling that it's like, it, it just felt very, I never had that sense of, oh, wow, this elevator has brought me all the way here from here. Like, I never got that from this one. And maybe it's just because I'm used to it now after playing all of the games. Um, and my my perception is skewed, but I didn't get the sense of amazement from that. And again, this I, I want to say the game is still fucking amazing, and I love the way the, the maps are designed, but for me, they, do f they felt more straightforward. I initially felt the same way as you, and it took me a long time to notice the the places where those big surprise shortcuts were. They felt a lot more hidden away than they had in previous games, like... If you're not looking very, very, very far off the beaten track, you won't find those big, huge short shortcuts. And it took me a long time to start getting that feeling of, oh goodness, I found a shortcut from here to here. I mean, that, I, that I happened say, once or twice uh, in Bloodborne as well. You really, you blink and you would miss yeah. the shortcut. Yeah, and as a I said in my review, I think the game, like whatever it may lack in, in sort of highly intricate level design i think it more than makes up for um or at least mostly makes up for with uh secret areas and stuff like it's this game in particular is very good at secrecy and and like like i played through um because i i played on pc and then i was replaying it on ps4 um and replaying it like Areas I'd gone through a dozen times, suddenly on the replay, I'm like, "Holy shit! I never saw this extra area here." Yeah. Um, the didn't it didn't even lead anywhere, um, but it had an item at the end of it and stuff. You know, the, the areas are packed secrets, with stuff. I mean, I, and I think yeah, that that is one thing stuff. that they've taken as a positive influence from Bloodborne. They really have packed the air. Like you barely walk ten feet in Dark Souls Three without finding something interesting, like an mm. item or. Yeah, I can, honestly, I'm not. I haven't. I'm. I'm only a few hours into it. I'm at the undead village, but I'm. I haven't found anything that I would consider a flaw yet. I mean, it's you know, there's nothing really I, I don't like. I have very, very, very minimal complaints about that game. It's it's very damn impressive. So. Even even the enemies that I thought were going to be really annoying at first, like you know, the knights. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the first couple knights, of fights yeah. I had against them, I was getting really frustrated, and then. I just realized that roll instead of block and oh look there you go. So and I like the now, way the game forces you to use more different uh more variety of playstyles than the last two did because you can't go around mm -hmm. with the same tactic for all the enemies because they all fight very differently. Yeah, now I did want to bring up one point before we like move on from Dark Souls which is there is a news story about it this week that I think bolsters a point we've been talking about for a few weeks now. Uh, Dark Souls 3 speedruns, before the game is even out, are already down as low as 90 minutes. <laughs> and, like, that, that, I think that says everything about, like, the problems with this game's, like, how early it was given to people and how long it was being held from consumers is that most people can't buy Dark Souls 3 yet, and people in the world are already beating it in under 90 minutes. Yeah. They so, really, really should have done a worldwide release on it. They really should. I, I well, still, I is, still contest uh... that Namco Bandai was is not the publisher for this series. The way they handle it is gauche and tacky and and puzzling in several respects. Yeah. Well, like all I'll say is there are already physical retail discs for this game in like in the West. There I is no one. reason yeah. that that yeah. I there is no one. reason why you can't physically like release the retail version of this. The yeah. day one patch the isn't patch on is it. The patch is out. It's out, 
The day oh, one match now is it the patch? I mean, I I I'm pretty certain that from my reading material, the um, the day one patch is the patch I have, and the patch that reviews were were reviewers were given. Well, the the, um, the, the PS4 version I played was one point one, and there was no patch for it, and the frame rate was dire. The PC version the, runs so much better. Yeah. The PC version I know has the day one patch. I don't believe the consoles do. As I understand it, I might be wrong. No, but it's, I'm it's not, no, the, 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 what the phrase and there is a patch for the PS4 one. They, that that exists, and I'm fairly certain the phrase they were using was day one. So, could be. I mean, again, I could be wrong. You could be wrong. One of us could be wrong. But there, it certainly got a patch. And I mean, either way, the point is it could be fucking released. That's yeah. that's the end point. You here. could you could put the game, this game out. Like, out. There is no reason they can't put this game out. So that it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, um, I said this as someone who had had it. Like, I still thought it was fucking bullshit that it was being um, held back the way it was. Uh, I just, yeah. I, I don't get it. And we probably will never be told the reason for it. I, it doesn't seem like Namco is very interested in uh, telling us why it did it this way. Um, but clearly, it fostered some ill will and and all this stuff. And 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 just out of all of the kinds of fan bases you want to piss off, don't do it to Dark Souls ones. They're all fucking terrifying. <laughs> they're, they're fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what what else did we play this week, Gavin? Did you you played some Quantum Break this week? Am I right? Uh yeah, I did indeed. I liked you, it. You, did you manage to play it without being on Windows Ten? <laughs> yes. Well, I bought the peasant. For, I <laughs> bought the Xbox I- version. I tell you this. Edition. I tell you this much. I got a. I got a review code for the Windows 10 version, right? Yeah. I can't download it. I, have I can't heard even open more... the App Store. Like I have the Windows 10 App Store isn't even this. working. From what yeah. I've like, heard about the PC port, Jim, you you might be better off not downloading. Yeah, <laughs> well, I wanted to do a video of it yeah, so that it, I could do a. a uh, a look at, uh, at at the issues that I've heard about, but yeah. I can't even get the fucking Windows 10 app store to connect. I, at I the think moment. Gavin described the PC port as dog shit. Yeah, that's what I call it. <laughs> yeah, what what are the problems with the PC port, Gavin? I don't know. I haven't played it. I was just going by what I heard on Twitter. Apparently, it just runs uh, really badly. Uh, and yeah, and, yeah, and it, it, you have to put fucking Windows 10 on your computer, so you know <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that rules it out for me immediately. Yeah. I'm not. The, the, the specifics I've been hearing are like ridiculously low performance given like people's PC specs that there are um yeah. there are ridiculously minimal options for changing your graphic settings if it is running poorly. Um yeah, yeah it's just not and a of good course, PC plus, port. here's here's it's one, one thing of these that restricted happened. universal um, Windows apps, so it's not like someone like Durante could come and put out a patch for it. They they really pulled one on um on people who pre ordered the PC version through the Xbox as well. They don't get their code for another five to seven days. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So basically it's kind of one of those things like, oh, but it runs great on this Xbox, which you might want to buy. And to be Uh, fair, uh, like like forgetting all the technical issues and stuff, like the Xbox version of this game, it's a good game. I like it. And I like. I really like it. It's a shame that the the PC version is apparently dog shit because it's a really good game. I love it. And I think uh, the 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 mix between the live action and the gamey stuff feels natural, and I think they've done it really well. And I love the yeah. powers. Certainly better than any other game that's tried it. And you were you were pointing out, Gav. One of the things I love about Quantum Break is the the way that like your actions in game are tied to the music in a way that's very similar oh, to Wind Waker's. So like, cool. 
that's it's what it feels like, isn't yeah. it? It's Wind Waker when you're it like, is really stuff like with Wind the sword Waker. and it's like bang, dun, dun, yeah. and it like when, the music when, with the swords. Like when you do your dash, the music will spike in key with the soundtrack. I think that's yeah. so cool. So many games do Why don't more games do this? Why? It's such an easy. I've asked that about the Zelda games before. Like, you did it Mm. in one and it was really well received. Why didn't you keep doing it? (laughs) Yeah. Just make the sound effect uh, of the thing a music stab. That's all you got to do. It's like. And it's so effective and it really gets the adrenaline pumping, you know, when you're in those. Because let's be honest, the shooting in Quantum Break is pretty average. Like, in fact, it felt oh, very yeah, the, floaty to me, like kind of Mass powers, Effect, Mass Effect One style wonky yeah. aiming. I mean, I said without the powers, it would have been a fairly mediocre cover shooter. Yeah. But the powers like tip it over the edge and turn it into something so much more interesting. Uh, yeah. Cause, I, cause they turn it into a remedy game. Use cover and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I but I so think what we're trying that... to say with the music thing, though, is if if any Dark Souls three modders want to make it so that dubstep happens every time you swing your sword, oh yeah, definitely, uh, I'd be into that. <laughs> Yeah. I would be into this as well. Yeah, uh, drop, drop, the drop the praise. Patch. Yeah, dub uh, souls. Oh my god, we forgot to talk about the biggest piece of Dark Souls three news. There's a butt glitch. Oh my god, yes! Praise yes, the buns. A butt glitch. Praise the buns. Uh, if you wear a cloak and then like crouch down, your butt <laughs> might just like pop through all of your clothing. And Laura, a whole every, big bare old ass. Laura, every time I come across a message in the game that's like, you know, you find corpses lying over railings yeah. with their arse in the air, yeah. and there's always a message in front of it saying, "Try attacking butthole." Every time <laughs> I see one of those, hole. I think of you. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I am responsible for like three quarters of those messages. Yeah, I actually was thinking, thing, right? I bet Laura did. I this. was going. <laughs> Oh, when I go around that of the world and I find one that doesn't have that on it, I go and put that message yeah. there. <laughs> so, and here's the yeah. thing about the glitch uh. that, because, yeah, you, you, you bow or, or crouch uh, in a cloak piece of cl- uh, armour and the character's ass, bare, fully butt naked, Billy Bollock's ass, just, just is pops poking through all out. of their clothing. And I'll say this much, right? Last week, we did say that the, the whole Blizzard Tracer butt pose thing uh, was a bit of a non-troversy which uh, this week turned out to be even more of a non-troversy because yeah they, there's a new they pose added that still pose. has a button I think that yeah. I think see, that's kind of hilarious that the, the new pose is even sexier than the old one <laughs> and, and I yeah, and I totally agree it's more fitting in character and it is yeah. way sexier the last one was almost like just just this like someone just acting like a piece of meat just here is the ass. whereas this one it's playful and fun I like I, I really I think the new pose is cute but she's still presenting her bottom yeah, well, yeah, this sure. is what I was trying to say last week. Is it's not the fact she's presenting her bottom that's the problem. It's the pose just doesn't feel in character, and it tells us nothing about the character. This new pose, so much more like playful and active, and it fits a lot more with just like the the way that the tracer as a character has been set up. So see, they didn't have to get rid of the butt. We just but got yeah. a new pose with the butt. But my point, my point is, is if they <laughs> remove the asses from Dark Souls Three. Then it's a controversy. Then, then it's, it's if, censorship. If they patch these butts out, I will not rest until they are re-added. Fuck creative vision. I want butts in my in my dark souls. If I Set the dark if I don't free. get to praise the <laughs> praise yeah, the if buns, I, I want to praise the buns. And please don't fix it, Namco. Please don't. I mean, obviously, I'm being facetious about being upset and stuff, but but please don't fix it. It's so fucking funny. I am not being facetious. I will. I will. Ted. I will launch like physical petitions and like I will get people in London to walk the streets marching. Praise the buns. We will. We will get them back. <laughs> so um, yeah. What else do we? What else do we have this week? Uh, I played Enter the Gungeon. How is Enter the Gungeon? 
really good. Really good. As a, as a Binding of Isaac fan um, and a Nuclear Throne fan, you know, it, it is kind of a, almost an amalgamation between the two in several respects. But it's it's scratching that itch for the whole permadeath, rogue-like-like um, dungeony, crawly, shooty game. It's it's a lot of fun. Very cute. Like it, it's very cute. And very uh, it leans hard into its own um, deliberately bad sense of humor in a way that's confident and therefore um, very enjoyable. Um, all of the bosses and all of the enemies are all based on guns and stuff. Um, your main enemies are little happy smiling bullets that have guns, so you're being shot by bullets who shoot bullets from their guns. Uh, it's that whole kind of idea of of piling a ridiculous uh, gun concept on top of another and different enemies like the trigger twins or the the gatling gull which is a big bird with a mini gun um there was like a dnd style beholder and instead of all the eye stalks it had a different gun coming out of each stalk and it was called the be <laughs> it was called the beholster which just That's charmed amazing. the pants off me uh, and that yeah the game is it's it's very silly and very, pretty damn challenging um I, i'd say it's 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 less forgiving than something like binding of isaac um it's it's not very generous with its health and and, and everything um but it is a ton of fun so far really enjoying it should hopefully have a video of that um on friday on on the youtube channel and uh aiming to do a review sometime soon um i've been very behind on work just because it's it's been a stressor of a week for me so um Please, uh, listeners, do forgive if, if you found content lacking lately, but I've been just dealing with a lot of, of plates that I'm trying to spin in the air. But anyway, review of that's coming. Uh, Enter the Gungeon. So far, not not played a huge deal of it yet, but so far I, I find it very difficult not to recommend. That's really good news to hear. Hooray! Yep, yep, and it's a it's a Devolver Digital published game as well, and and as far as I'm concerned, that that company in particular is just they tend to produce like put out quality stuff. Yeah, they they know they they seem to have an eye for the kind of games other publishers wouldn't pick up, but are worth picking up. There's something mm. about something about the way Devolver does its its work that I just I. I respect, you know, and I, yeah, they, I, I it sticks up... in my throat to say that I have any mm. respect for a game publisher, but, but they, yeah, they pick up niche stuff, but they pick up high quality niche stuff that yes, they can see like yes. this can be polished very well. Uh, so what else do we have this week? Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda had some footage that leaked through someone's like work demo reel. Uh, there was not much to be able to see in it, other than that there's jetpacks in in the new Mass Effect, which is cool. Yeah, that's pretty hey, cool. I'm, love I'm excited for jetpacks. I have a feeling it's going to uh, probably upset people if it is more action based than or RPG based. But honestly, I, it's I, a Mass I'm Effect okay game, Gav. It'll yeah. upset people regardless. Yeah, uh, people well, will find well, something to be like have a controversy going about. going back to the cautious optimism thing you know <laughs> that's how i'm approaching it speaking of mass yeah. effect yeah. there was a big mass effect story this week oh, that was oh my just God, hilarious yeah. <laughs> is this the one where donald trump thought yeah. that the elusive man was the hero of mass effect well he thought he <laughs> he someone made a video uh of the elusive man's speech with a lot of footage of trump basically comparing donald uh, well, it was the elusive man's speech about Shepard and, you know, they made it out like he was talking about Donald Trump. But it's kind of hilarious because, you know, it's Donald Trump and Bioware is probably the the most, like, 
politically not very similar to Donald Trump's ideas, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I would say it so, yes. It basically came off as like, we're trying to make it seem like Donald Trump is Commander Shepard, but what it actually came off as is uh, Donald Trump is what the elusive man wanted Shepard to be. It's the 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 version of Shepard who gave in to the elusive man and did Pretty what he much. wanted. And I'm like, that's... You don't want to be that. You want to be the version of Shepard that, like, overcomes the elusive man and says, fuck you, I'm going to save everyone from your tyranny. And that's weird. And it did just come across as he thinks that the elusive man is like, yeah, that's... Yeah, he sounds he sounds like a good egg. Sounds of course like he did. He probably, he's probably, probably one of those millions of fucking people that watch Breaking Bad and think Walter White's the hero. Walter White is the hero. Yeah. I, I feel so much empathy with him. But like even uh, even he's the such way a that, even the way they use the music from the that particular Mass Effect trailer and just to look at that video and to have enough of an ego to go oh yeah that's me I'm gonna retweet oh that it's just like the, <laughs> the best part is where it's like talking about assembling your Mass Effect crew and it's basically like Ben Carson and everyone around him I'm like. Ben it looked like is a no, satire, like, didn't it? it I mean, it was it, it was so like hard to tell thing. if it was actually a satire someone made, or oh, it could and he didn't realize side, that, being, or yeah, yeah, being satirical, and he just didn't pick up on. You it. can't. Tell but then, anyone, when it comes to this stuff, it's like Poe's law is is just yeah. so strong in, yeah. in Trump stuff. But you know. well, there are so yeah, especially with Trump, like there's so much support for him, and some of it's ironic, and some of it's genuine, and they both look the same. Because a lot of Trump supporters speak in a way that you'd imagine a piss take of a human being would sound. <laughs> uh, but they're not a piss take of a human being. They're a human being. Um, so it is, it's impossible to tell who genuinely likes Trump and who doesn't anymore. Like it's, it, it's, I think you've, at the end of the day, you've just got to look at the results, which is he retweeted that and, and thought it was, it made him look good. When anyone who actually knows the story there, like, knows it doesn't. Yeah, but the elusive man was the true hero because... Uh, because... Isn't that the beauty of the Mass Effect story in that, you know, even the villains contribute something positive to the outcome? I think that's that's the moral quandary we're given uh, in Mass Effect and I think it's awesome. Yeah, but I would not want the elusive man in control of the universe because he is, like, racist and no, genocidal. No, no one said that, but at the same time... <laughs> The, re- no, the Reapers thinking... would have won if it wasn't for the elusive man. So they you know. they would have. However, as I re- as I repeat, I'm not sh- so sure that the person in the universe who's like, "Hey, our class of people should be above all other classes of people, and we should have the power." Ah, uh, maybe maybe those parallels to Trump are a bit scary. Yeah, but I'm um, saying that's why the story is good because yeah. I I agree that that's it makes why the story is good. I. <laughs> I agree that that's not why you. That's not a person that you would want to compare yourself to in a political campaign. I don't think. No. Um, so other things that happened this week, you know, there was that fundraiser for like ten million dollars for Rock Band Four to get a PC port. How they much? Oh, I hope they, they made their money. By? Yeah, uh, by quite a long way. Like, it was about. They didn't no, get no I last think... minute push would have done it. They reached about halfway. Yeah, that, they, they the weren't they going to cross way. it and it didn't happen, so... Yeah, it doesn't um, strike me as a satirical... very PC-type game, to be honest. Yeah. My favourite satirical headline I saw around it was um, Rock, Band, uh, Rock Band 4 developers launching a bake sale to raise funds for PC port. I was just like, ah, oh, they'll get there eventually. 
I mean, they had a really strong money. start. That's that's that was the thing. It was a really strong start, but once you got past like how well they did in the first day, it's like this this is doomed to failure. This they're asking they were asking for too much for a port of a game in a series that's too old now to have the kind of mainstream attention it once had. Not only that, but a sequel that, by all accounts, wasn't really as good as the last one. Um, mm. it, it was just... And, and it was a bad idea, and it made them look weak. I mean, that's the worst part of this, is... Um, yeah. I was, I was speaking with um, uh, Kyle Orr. Um, Ky- I f- totally forgot how to say his name. Sorry, it's early in the morning. Um, Kyle Orland, sorry. Uh, I don't know why I called him Kyle Orr. And that's because his fucking Twitter handles Kyle Orland. Kyle Orland <laughs> uh, from Ars Technica, and he was we were talking about it, and at one point he was like, well, you know, okay, they may have asked for too much and all this stuff, but it doesn't hurt to ask. And I'm like... In this case, maybe yes, maybe it does hurt to ask, because first of all, you're asking for that much money to port a game that you're already selling on consoles to PC, and it's like, that sends the message that we didn't make enough money from our console sales, so that makes your product look weak. The fact it failed makes your studio look weak. Like, you know, there is such a thing as bad PR, and I think this whole thing has been kind of embarrassing for harmonics, and... and to be honest, I, I mean, I'm no financial advisor, but I do consider myself something of a, something of a dab hand at crowdfunding by now. And if, if you'd have asked me if it was a good idea, I'd have said no. <laughs> no. I mean, you look at how much they raised. It was about $768,000 or something like that, which is pretty damn good. But it clearly wasn't what they needed. And, and, and if you if you can't ask for what they asked the the amount they asked for for the number for the kind of sequel they were selling uh, for this day and age uh, so long after the golden era of of music like it was just it was bad timing a bad amount that it, everything about it was just bad yeah just not good i don't feel like i can add anything to that you summarized that pretty down well um, so, yeah, what else do we, what what do we have on the list? There was some other news, I think, this week. Um, oh, God of War 4 is apparently going to be based on Norse myth- mythology. I, I'm glad cool. to hear that for two reasons. I saw that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what, okay. like, the, the narrative conceit for that is, but I want to see, like, Kratos try and take down Thor. Oh, well, I was, Thor, kind, I was kind of hoping it meant that it meant a new protagonist actually well if you can if you can even call kratos a protagonist (laughs) i hadn't even thought of that but that's a really good point the trouble the trouble is is the screenshot they showed seemed to show kratos in it which disappoints me because i totally agree my first thought is still call it god of war by all means Mm. you know call it god of war whatever but if it's norse mythology come up with a new protagonist to go up against the norse gods relying on kratos Kratos has had what narratively seven games eight games now like there was god of war one two and three then there was the one that came out a couple of years ago that no one bought and then there was there were definitely at least two on the psp and there might have been even three like we've had enough kratos now you can't have more than one god of war. Which one is the god of war? Yeah, well, that's why they should have yeah. called it. That's that's. Do you why know what would be fucking it... awesome if you had hang a on, new character on, and Kratos was the last boss that you had to kill and become the new god of war? That's what. That that's would, there's that your game. Cool. There's your game. Fucking rip Kratos's head off and become the new game god of war. 
about two minutes ago. It's past it, past it now, but I'm going to say I was, it anyway. I was like, are we going to get back to Jim? I was no, about to say gone. anyway, I was... <laughs> I've got no good lead into it now, so I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to outright say God of Thor. I'm just going (gasps) to outright say it. God of Thor. Put it out there. That's that's going to work. Yeah. Within the the right context, that would have been great. Now it's just it's just a rock band Kickstarter. Now (laughs) is is what it is. It's just the wrong place and the wrong time, and I'm asking too much of my audience. Um... But yes, but uh, I would God play of God of Thor. I would play that. Mm. Um, I, I am interested. I love Norse, Norse mythology. Is like my best mythology. If it, you're, if we're asking best ones, and it's not, and the, the subject is mythology, Norse, Norse mythology. It is, it is much cooler than Greek mythology. Hell yeah, Fenrir is like the best thing ever. It's, like, it's a wolf. You can't, you can't even tie it up. Uh, Greek, um, <laughs> Greek mythology is pretty fucking awesome, though. I mean, like, Greek mythology is cool. I'm not saying it's bad. I love Egyptian mythology as well. But just in terms of... Because of, when I grew up, I had a Norse mythology book. So that informed a lot of my love for it because it was it was the thing that I read about more than any of the others. So I'm just... I'm super into Norse mythology. Um, but I just... The idea of using Kratos again just seems too comfortable and, and just... A bit of a show. Plus, he's when had they could seven have just come games up with, with seven games yeah. with zero character development. <laughs> yes, know? yes. Come up with a new guy and yeah. try and make him a bit more interesting, because you know, otherwise, it's just him running around going, "Odin." Yeah, for the first couple, my family's of, still dead. For like God of War one and two, it was like playing as Kratos was this kind of it was cathartic to play this just ball of rage and fury. But it just started to wear with the more games that got released. It just kind of got old, you know. Plus, he's such a dick. He's just such a dick. The age of that kind of manly angst is kind of done. I think it had a nice little golden era, but I think I think I I think people want a bit more of that, more than that in their games at the moment. Um, There is a really good song I will recommend that is a very amusing parody song by a band called Starbum called God of No More which I think very well highlights quite how ridiculous it's go- this series is going to get if you don't eventually switch from Kratos to a different protagonist yeah. because you cannot keep that ball of rage moving much longer than it already has so he'd get tired yeah. I'd be tired I'd have mm. I, at one point I'd have just been like I'm gonna have a wank and chill out yeah I mean what he, is he a random he Twitter commenter you know how does he stay angry <laughs> for that long um, but the funny thing is, is this whole idea was a it was a Penny Arcade joke once. There was a a fucking comic strip they did of him having killed all of all of uh, the the Greek gods, just moving on to everybody else's gods, which they're now legitimately, well, if this turns the, out to be true, is but didn't what he he's like doing. kill everyone in the world in God of War three? Well, like he basically oh, destroyed pretty, pretty the entire much. planet. Like just, just became a kind of fucking just to fucking spy, prove a point. Skynet. Yeah. The only way I could, the only other direction I could see Kratos continuing is to basically kill smaller and smaller gods that are less and less important. So it's like now, time to go kill the god of hay bales. Mm. Yeah, Let's go kill the god of <laughs> of agriculture and got a bunch of spoons. fucking like pagans going. We haven't done fucking shit to you, mate. Yeah, mm. but we, but you got a fucking little god in here, kill. Don't want you having rainfall anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> so other things that happened this week. Uh, you know, we were talking the other week about PlayStation to PC remote play being a thing. That's yep. out now. You can you can totally it do is. that. You can play your PS4 games on your PC screen. Yet um, to try it out, but I'm looking forward to giving it a go. 
Uh, Why? Because, like, my... For, okay, here is my use case. My PS4 is downstairs because I was playing games with my housemates. I don't have to drag it upstairs to my office to play it in my office. <laughs> it is. It has its uses. I mean, it certainly yeah. as a as a guy who makes videos, it has its uses because I could just stream onto my desktop and use my desktop capture thing rather than what I normally do, which is because I can't be bothered to hook up an Elgato or anything. I just yeah. use PS Share and then commentate over the footage that I've collected. Whereas this, I could start doing PS4 games and live commentate on them um, and potentially live stream them and stuff, uh, which is cool. That's a nice bonus. Uh, yeah. But of course, that's that's but, a very niche well, uh, uh, use. In terms but, of doing it for those uses, there are some down sides i'm going to tell you now that mm -hmm. are the the news here the default settings for this are 540p and 30 ah. frames a second oh well, fuck that then so it's xbox uh, the settings not ps4 <laughs> you, you you can apparently up that but you can only up it to 720p and 60 frames right, so 60 frames that. is fine but you can't do Actually, it at 1080 yeah, I'm, I'm, I've kind of, I've lost interest now. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, unless you buy, the, unless you buy the new PlayStation Four that's coming out next year. Yeah, the PlayStation Four point one five that uh, is probably going to exist. Don't know why I put the one in there. Four point five probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're calling um, it the PlayStation Four K because of the whole four K rumors. Oh and stuff, yeah, which, PlayStation. 4K. You know, people kind of. Uh, a dubious about uh, I did a we talked about that last week the idea of or yeah. was it week for uh, incremental I did a Jimquisition on it this week as well and uh, after having to rewrite an entire fucking Jimquisition because my computer decided I didn't it didn't want the other script uh, but <laughs> yeah it was god I've had such a shit week I've been yeah. drunk three nights in a row um, that's hey that's a good week not a bad week <laughs> <laughs> it takes um, the edge off so yeah, that that is the only downside is that that would re if you could do 1080-60, which I think you can if you're using a um, whatever the 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 PlayStation TV. I think you can do 1080-60, but apparently the PC can't do 1080-60, which Ooh. is weird. Which kind of takes away your use case maybe, but oh, it's easy like. Cool. Turning it to 72060 was more than good enough for me to play the Final Fantasy 15 demo up in my office. Without having to drag my, my here's a, PlayStation. Here's upstairs. a question: um, If you're running your PS4 through your PC, can you use a mouse and keyboard? Uh, no. Okay, good because that would be very unfair in online shooters. Y indeed, it would. So, um, yeah, that that was that bit of news. Did we have anything else we want to talk about before questions, or you know, did did we play anything else this week? Um, uh, Mitomo, is that? No. Did you? Was this week the first time that Jim's played Mitomo? Or we talk about that last week? Do you actually play Mitomo, or is it just like you? You kind of do. Is it like a trading kind of trading thing, or it's it's kind of like a social network with me's in it. All right. Did did we talk about that last week, Jim? Yes, you talked so much about it last week. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you still there, Jim? Have we lost Jim? Have we? Jim, did you want? Did you wander off for a wank? Jim, are you busy wanking? What on earth is going on? <laughs> I bet you he's he's just gone off and not said a word to be like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go have a piss. He's gone off to it's get. It's fine. Gone off to get another drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We we can wait for him. I'm like I'm not gonna edit around this. We're just gonna wait for Jim. <laughs> Jim, Jim, I'm leaving this all in. You uh, you gonna come back to us? 
I, I feel like I should start doing the countdown music of just like, do, 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 do. No, that's not countdown. We don't, we didn't have countdown in Ireland. We were deprived. You didn't have countdown. Were you, you were deprived. We did have blockbusters though. Carol Vorderman at her finest, you were, you were deprived of. I know. I mean, God, that would have been such a great thing to have as a teenage boy growing up. It, it, it. Uh, it's it's not a bad thing to have around in your life if you are a teenager yeah. that likes the ladies. But then so, again, then um, again, I had Baywatch, so not really much to complain about there. Uh, yeah, you did have Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Are you back, Jim? I saw him coming back online. Oh, did he? He didn't say he'd gone offline. Are you, are you back, Jim? Are you back from your wank? Hello, Jim. Hello. Yeah, sorry, I don't know what the hell happened there. Well, now, now we can't add Gav. Oh, bloody fucking Skype. Oh, are, are oh, there you there, you are. Gav? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there Hooray, we are. we're all God, back. Skype is the yeah. worst. Skype is a piece of shit. We, we, we just hyped, it didn't tell us you'd gone out of the call, so we just hypothesised you were having a wank. And just like, <laughs> muted yourself for a bit. Are, are you back from your wank now, Jim? Oh, yeah, 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 it was fantastic. Okay, well, that's, that's good. Um, um, shut I, up. I, I've, I've just been everywhere. late... I've just been linked to something on Twitter, which I think is real. It's a mod for Fallout 4 that adds immersive toilet paper. But the best, the best thing about well, this yeah. is that it's got David Cage as the the picture on the... What? <laughs> yeah. And it's got emotions. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So you're mm-hmm. wiping, are you wiping your face on David Cage? Yeah. Oh no, it's just on the on the thing. Well, you're yeah. you're wiping your bum on very high polygon emotions. That's yeah. amazing. Well, that is that is the right way to wipe wipe your ass, I suspect. So, uh, yeah, we we got time to do some questions. Of course, we have. We have. Why not? Before before we get into like the bulk of the questions, we had a question that we asked a couple of weeks ago that some people have answered for us. Okay. Are you ready for three different emails about the mass of jizzing on the moon? <laughs> oh no! Look, no, I'm no pedantry, no thank you. No, no, you no. don't. Did, we, did we ask for this, or is it people correcting us? I'm, f- I'm fairly certain we asked. I, I'm okay. sure I was very we asked, curious. How far can you jizz on the moon? And um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple of emails because here is like multiple different uh, competing theories God, this on is... this. This is Neil deGrasse Tyson shit. This oh, is. I know. We are getting into some proper fucking maths here. So first up, we've got Rachel Clarenbeck. Okay. Ignoring the lack of pressure on the moon and differing temperatures, the moon's gravity is about 17% of what it is on Earth, putting its strength at one-sixth. What's important for our mathematical equations um, is that Masters and Johnson's research team reported the distance of ejaculating to be no greater than 30 to 60 centimetres. This shall be our best-case scenario. This means that to get this answer, we have to multiply the distance on Earth by six to get our, our, our approximate result, since it's one-sixth the strength of the gravity on Earth. According to our math, the distance jizz would travel on the moon would be from 180 to 360 centimetres. Um, ignoring the fact that it's on the fucking moon, the lack of pressure and extreme temperature differences between the two moon faces means that this will have to be split in two. If you're on the sunny side of the moon... Uh, temperatures can reach up to 123 degrees Celsius. So that's the number we're going to work with. Um, Semen is composed of water, sugar, salt, and sperm cells, which are mostly protein. As a result, they won't simply evaporate like water. 
Sure, the water in the mix will evaporate, but the rest of it will deposit into a brown paste. Um, After looking up the melting points of these ingredients, the sugar might melt in the vacuum since melting points are lower in space and the sea sea level brown paste. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to shut out of my (laughs) penis. I I covered my ears after brown paste. The, the salt will survive and could sooner crystallize than melt, even those extreme temperatures. Lastly, the protein would break down into its mixed uh, base components. Um, based on the fact there's not much information on protein's behavior in a vacuum, that's the best guess we can manage. Summing it up, distance would be the same on the light side of the moon, but the man will be shooting brown liquid at the consistency of PVA glue out of his dick. Jizzing brown um, paste on the moon. Okay, on the dark side of the moon... Temperatures reach as low as minus 153 Celsius, um, which is only 40 degrees above the the boiling point of nitrogen. Um, Right. Unlike the uh, the boiling point. Oh, God, your knob's not going to break off like the T1000 determination. No, thankfully, that's not where we're going. Um, Okay. Yeah, I wonder how many but, um, people are going to get that The freezing point reference. doesn't change too much. Um, water's the only liquid in the semen. It encapsulates all the ingredients in it, so it would likely freeze long before it hits the ground. <gasps> um, basically, the poor sod's shooting solid shards of jizz. Uh, distance <sighs> won't be affected, but you'll be shooting ice jizz. Oh. So that was explanation one of jizzing on, on, uh-huh. on the moon. My um, question, my question <laughs> is to Gavin. Yeah. Gavin. Yeah. If you could choose, yeah. right, between <laughs> between jizzing brown paste on the moon yeah. or jizzing icicles on the moon, what would you rather? What's your best one out of brown paste or icicles? Uh, I would go for the brown paste. I think revulsion beats physical pain for me yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, like like. Honestly, yeah. I, I'd have to go the same. Like, if I had to choose between shooting a fucking icicle or or a slab I mean, of marmite, I mean, I live in the country that created Jedward and Westlife, so we kind of have built up a tolerance to revulsion. So yeah, 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 you can handle a bit of brown paste. Yeah. Oh god. Okay, so we had one more slightly different explanation, which I I quite liked, which was from Happy Cyclops. Yeah. So if we're assuming that the male ejaculate speed for is roughly twenty eight miles an hour. We're going to uh, equate that to 125.17 meters per second. Um, so from there, we're going to assume that the uh, the male is aiming his penis at a perfect 180 degree angle, completely parallel to the ground. Uh, the inseam height that's going to be used to estimate the penis position is about 82 centimeters based on an average in America. From there, you can use the trajectory of a projectile to like start doing some maths. You can eliminate some of the scary-looking variables about angle because of basic assumptions we made earlier in the equation. I really don't think um, the variables are going to be the scariest-looking thing in this situation. <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, so, assuming your initial height is 0.82 and that the gravitational acceleration of the moon is 1.6249 meters per second squared and the velocity of the jizz is 125.17 meters per second, you do that math and you will jizz 39.75 meters. Um, Or for Americans using your version, it's 130.41 feet. Unfortunately, you cannot jizz fast enough to spunk into orbit. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and so anyone, the poor fucker who tries, who's like, man, I'm going to spunk into orbit, it's going to be fantastic. Holy yeah. shit, Hexus from Fern Gully is coming out of my dick. <laughs> so yeah, poor you're bastard. Gonna, you're going to have either ice or brown paste shoot out your dick and it's only going to go 140 feet, which I, I feel like that's disappointing. 
I, I was I was imagining you could hit yourself in the back of the head and that's just not feasible. Yeah. I was so... at least expecting like an elegant flow to like like symphonic music as it just kind of spunk 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 and and instead <laughs> instead we're dealing with fucking Tim Curry singing Toxic Love while he snakes his way out of your little chungus hole. Yeah, there was one more that I'm struggling to find now that was someone had like written the maths out on a napkin or something and I'm trying to skim through our emails and see if I can quickly find it. If I don't find it, I apologise to other person who did actual physics for us. Um, oh, is this it? Uh, yes. Um, Michael Freist did Mathquisition and came out with a very similar um, a very similar answer. They came out with 114... Uh, sorry, three hundred. Oh no, they got three hundred and forty-two feet. Um, by doing, oh, they assumed that the average tip of the cock off the ground would be higher, and they used like a traditional angle of erection. So they weren't assuming that it's eighty-two centimeters off the ground and at a uh, like a perfect flat angle. They assumed right. that the tip of the penis was higher up because the erection had lifted it up and they like based some angle trajectory based on average average angle that an erection stands at. So that's how they got a hundred and at uh, three hundred and forty-two point eight feet or hundred and four point five meters. So thank you, Michael. I enjoyed your your maths. Are we we good with mathquisition? Is that done? I'm. I feel like I've learned a lot. I feel like we are qualified now to host a show on the Discovery Channel. If uh, anyone from the Discovery Channel is listening and would like, um, yeah, us we, to we, host a, a scientific replace, show. We yeah. could replace that uh, that time slot that used to be run by MythBusters. We yeah. could do like jizz jizzbusters. Jizzbusters. We can have a we competition all, all among listeners. Science. Competition to see who gets to be the fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> I could have said nutbusters. That would have worked better. Nutbusters would have worked pretty well. Um, So let's do some questions that aren't about how far you can jizz on the moon. Uh, Quacktar wants to ask, what's your favourite area in a Soulsborne game? And we should probably leave Dark Souls 3 out of this. Yeah. Just for spoilery reasons. And just so people can go... uh, So people who have actually played the game can go on me too. Yeah, so... um, Dark Souls 1, 2, Demon Souls and Bloodborne, what's your favourite area? I'm going to be really boring and unoriginal. I just have to say Anorlando. <laughs> like, that area is just phenomenal. Mm. In in every way. You know what I'm going to say? Cent- I'm going to go Central Yarnum. And yeah, I know that that's a really fantastic. easy one to... Like, it's, it's a really easy answer to go with, but I just... I love it as an introduction to an area and just all of the various places that really naturally sp- like spread off of it. I love all the little nooks and crannies of the different routes you can go to get through it. And I it's, love Central Yarnum. It's geniusly designed Central Yarnum. Oh, it is amazing. Like it, it, it doesn't feel like mm. it's off the beaten track as an answer, but it's a very, I, I am confident in saying that that's my favorite. For, for the reason I like Anne Orlando is because up to that point in the game, it was like a complete, completely different color scheme completely different atmosphere everything's kind of rotten and gray and then you see this huge golden shining beacon of a city with the epic cathedral in the middle and just the design of that whole area as well like walking along the tops of the churches and along yeah. the struts and oh just fucking amazing Jim? Yeah. what about well, you jim since i can't say Anything from Dark Souls 3, which does contain my new favourite area. Yeah, it's that area you were alluding to earlier, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, God, it's so it's beautiful. I I know exactly where you're on about, and yeah, it is amazing. But we're not talking. We're not talking. We're not talking about, not talking it about that. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to say in terms of. Um, Part of it is pure nostalgia because it was, of, of course, my first experience with the series, and and I spent so long in this one area, getting so intimate with with its intricate design and, and everything. Um, it's a Boletarian Palace from Demon Souls, which is a, basically World One One of of that whole thing. It, it just it's so it's the place where the it it, it was the originator of. I'm walking along a bridge and holy shit, a dragon just flew past and scorched everything, including <laughs> me. Like, you know, Dark Souls took that tradition and, and ran with it, but it was Boletarian uh, Palace where that happened. And, you know, it had such bosses in it as Phalanx, which was, you know, the very first Demon Souls mm. boss, and the Tower Knight, which was just incredible. Um, just the, the way that the, the level wound round itself, it was that my fir- that first exposure and that first example of From Software's just amazing fucking level design. Um, also, the Tower of Latria from Demon's Souls as well is, is just incredible. Oh, that's just, so good. It's so fucking dark and terrifying and tough, and it's got illithids il- running around with little bells. It's just... Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so much about the, the the atmosphere of Demon Souls, which you know still makes it my favorite in the whole series. Um, and and yeah, like like just Boletarian Palace is just fucking gorgeous, and it's got that. What I I, I, I use this phrase a lot when I talk about Dark Souls and and the other Souls game. I use the term beautifully bleak, where it's just it's so grey and dismal and dreary, and yet there's just something gorgeous about it like it's just you can i think it's because you can they took great pains to design it in a way that shows that it was once magnificent where it's yeah. not like um beauty when you get these war-torn gem, areas and yes mm, that's a familiar term it's almost as if someone made a song with a title just like that did you <laughs> Are did you I miss stealing, a song that you did? Are you stealing yeah, I did, phrases I did, from I did Gavin, a, I did a no, Fallout 3 song called Beauty Bleak back in the day. Shit, I never heard that one. Yeah. I feel like a dickhead. It sounds very yeah, I like, coined the, that like in. It sounds very like the last Fallout one I did. Some things never change. Ah, uh, see, I heard that one, yeah. but I um, yeah, because I co- I I thought I'd coined the phrase in like 2011 or 2012 or something when I first wrote about it. Um, well, shit, they, you there might have both. You, you might have. You might have. Come I mean, up it's with possible. It. I'm fairly certain. I must have it. done because yeah, because I don't ever remember hearing that song. So and it, I thought I'd heard all of them. Um, yeah. Now see, if so, that was the phrase I was using, I could be confident I hadn't stolen it from Gav because I'm pretty sure when he wrote that last that that Fallout song, like I had yeah. no idea who Gav was. So it's. It's not like I'm trademarking the term anyway, you know. Did we even nice know each other of... in 2011? I don't think we did. Maybe not. Yeah, because that's not. when the song but, um, came out. Yeah. So. so, so in any case, I mean, it's 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 not like I'm selling t-shirts with it on it. It's just it, it's the perfect phrase to describe how Dark Souls and Demon Souls looks. It's not like you're setting up a bundle that is uh, the the beautifully bleak bundle. No, not like you're no. doing that. <laughs> Can't think of anyone who'd do something like that. Um, um, other questions. Yes. Uh, Carter Rush wants to ask, Help! Someone on the internet just informed me that I am an SJW. What, what? do I do? What? Yeah. Oh my... Apparently no! we have an SJW in our listeners, and oh, no. I have named them now. You name know and what? Shame. You know what? How do we help them? I'll tell you what, because ever since I'm friends with like Jim and Laura and do this podcast, I keep getting called this word. 
Which I think is hilarious because I've been in trouble with like the social justice people so many times. <laughs> like I've said so many things on Twitter that annoys them. And I just think it's hilarious to me that people assume that because your peers uh, are very heavily involved in a certain thing that you are as well. I, don't, I just I think it's hilarious when people call me an SJW. Wait, let me get this. Let me get this right, Gav. You've been called an SJW as well. Oh yeah, I'm, oh. I'm like. Oh my god, this is spreading. <laughs> what do we do? How Fuck. do we stop the epidemic? Fuck. Hang on, Jim, let me check Jim, the internet. Jim, what, what is the cure for SJW? I, I gotta check the internet. Hold on. Oh my god, I've been called it as well. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, am I the only one who's safe? Um, what happens? What, what do we do? Oh my god, there are, there are, there are. Results for SJW for my name. Oh god. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Okay. Don't panic. Everyone, calm down. Everyone, calm down. Um, so long as none of us have been called a cuck, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> oh my god. I think we might have been. Uh, okay. Here is the cure. You know what the cure is? Go look at games that are really insensitive to minority groups and then praise them, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just go right. praise games that are really even if, assholeish to minority groups. Even if the game's really shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter okay. if the game's shit. Just praise them for being assholeish, and All right, it I'll do that. should cure you of the SJW. Oh, thank God! I'll find something uh, really racist. Okay. Yeah, yeah but you don't fine. want to go too far that direction, or you're gonna then have to, you know, go play Gone Home to get back, back, <laughs> back to your left a bit, it's, you know. It's fine. We will go. We'll go. We'll all go play the actual real game that someone tried to exist uh, to make exist. That was called Slave Tetris, where you had to fill a boat by taking people who were not white I've played and it. fitting them into a boat. Yeah, I've you, played you, it. I, I still have oh, it. I still have the, go uh, quick, the game load, downloaded. Load it up, Jim. That'll save I'll you from distribute being an it. SCW. I'll distribute it on the dark web. The Kool the Kool Aid is another one I get, and I'm like, we don't have Kool Aid in Ireland. I don't know what it is, but apparently it means something else. So. Oh, it's it. What what it basically is is it's like powdered fruit drink that um, a bunch of cults in America were like, hey, um, we're all gonna go to the afterlife, drink this uh, this powdered fruit drink, and you they put poison in the powdered fruit drink. And everyone oh, fun fact. Lovely. Fun fact, so it basically that's... means you've fallen into the cult to the point that you're willing to die because of the your Kool cultish thing. beliefs. The Kool-Aid thing was based off the Heaven's Gate cult with, uh, that yes. was headed up by Jim Jones, and he made them all drink this poisoned uh, uh, drink and they all died. Um, fun fact, uh, uh, it might be a fun fact, I'm, unless I got it wrong and then it's just a lie that I'm now telling. Um, but I believe it wasn't actually Kool-Aid. It was like some sort of punch thing, but it wasn't actually Kool-Aid. That's just popular culture turned it into Kool-Aid and therefore drink the Kool-Aid has become that term for being indoctrinated yeah. into some sort of cult. It, um, that so sounds that's fact. like a thing. So. Watched a documentary on the Heaven's Gate cult on so Netflix did I. once. It's I terrifying. Same, I watched that same one with Tilly like two weeks ago. <laughs> Fucking scary. Haunting. It is really scary because it's that bit where like someone stands up and is like, no, you don't have to do this. And then they like drag them away. It's like, no, get the kids up first. Get the kids drinking. Yeah. Tell the kids it's all safe yeah. and that they'll be fine. And everyone's dead. So other questions before we get ourselves into trouble. Full VO wants to ask everyone, if you were a character in a fighting game, what would your moveset be? What moves would you do if you were a fighting game character? 
Oh, that's interesting. I mean, they have so many. We could spend an hour discussing this. Every little combo. Uh, um, can I just can I just take Scorpion's chain thing because that's cool? Can I just nick that? Well, in in my head, you like. I was imagining you having the dildo bat as like your ranged melee weapon for like sort of like hard attacks left and right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else you'd do, but you'd use the dildo bat. Yeah, I think that's that's it's a pretty easy thing to say with, with where I'm concerned. Yeah, just just big dildo bat, just swing it around the head. Gavin, what are you gonna do in a fighting game? Uh well, it would have to be something musical, wouldn't it? So I could it would have probably like, have to be musical. I could have like the move set from Brutal Legend where he comes down and does those solos. <gasps> oh my god, putting that in a 2D fighting game would be really cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, the difference there is that Eddie's actually good at guitars. But No, that wasn't his name. What was his name? That doesn't matter. I thought it was Eddie. Was it Eddie? I thought it was Eddie. Maybe it was. Maybe yeah. we're all misremembering. Yeah. But yeah, um, that would probably I, be mine. I would basically have Armika's... Um, Street Fighter Five move set, but with an even greater focus on butts. Mm-hmm. So just like a bunch of maybe maybe you'd I'll... have the exact same move set from Street Fighter Five, except where they edited the butt slap out, you just have it back in. No, no, no. Well, I'm I'm adding more into it because I'm gonna I'm gonna have the Armika move set, but I'm also gonna pinch like Luigi's Smash Brothers side attack where he like launches himself butt first at people, and like the rest of his body's kind of dragged along by the butt. I'm going to have that in there. Uh, actually, that's it. Just Armika with Luigi's sideways butt slam. That'll work. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah. So there you go. That's a question. Um, Shane Martin, Joseph Carr wants to ask, do you replay each of the Soulsborne games multiple times? If you do, do you do it with the same character on New Game Plus? Or do you w- do wildly different characters to see how other playstyles work? I've never gotten to the end of a new game plus, but I always like want to start one normally, yeah. with, you know, with the same character. But I think, you know, I was partway through a new game plus on Bloodborne, and I think if I I've been watching Simon Miller play Bloodborne on uh, video gamer TV, and it's it's incredible. He hates Bloodborne, and that, <laughs> that's the name of the stream. A man who hates Bloodborne plays Bloodborne. Um, he's getting he pretty good at it for someone who hates it. He's He's fucking like he's he's a natural. That's the thing. Like he is a natural at that game, and he just he can't stand it. Um, but but it's been making me want to replay it. And I think next time I've, I might start a new character because I I did what a lot of people did. I went strength build Ludwig's holy sword, uh, yeah. holy blade. Um, a lot of people did it, but I really like to try some new weapons. Maybe some of the DLC weapons. Um, you know, maybe do get get into some of the real eldritch shit next time. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I would. I'm tempted to play it again. Uh, for Souls Three, uh, my initial playthrough, I've gone a very sort of strength, um, very sort of like I am playing as the Sword and Shield character with a lot of strength. And I've been watching a couple of like streams now that I've gone through it at least once of people doing like the Pyromancer, and I'm like, that is a really cool looking class. Yeah. I want to throw fireballs at shit. Well, so, I think the best thing about Pyromancer is you don't have to start a new character. Because I started doing yeah. a little... Because I, I, um, I, I needed some flash sweat for something, um, which is it's an old uh, Pyromancy spell. Um, I mean, the best thing about it is it's not stat-based. It's all, like, gear and buying them. So any character can move into... Like, I've got oh, some... Yeah. Like, I went with a Herald, and so I've got a bit of miracles and, and stuff. And... And just thought, fuck it, I'll buy a Pyromancy couple of is kind like, of like, some like of them are caters to the kind of battle mage setup, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's 
that's, it, that's it, it requires no real yeah. stat investment, but and it, it requires no real skill either. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is, for, for me, I kind of want I like to it go... for its defensive yeah. stuff. I like flash sweat and mm. stuff like that. Yeah, I'm really tempted to go through um, and rather than do new game plus, stay on yeah. like first game difficulty. Start as a pyromancer, so I've got that in my arsenal from moment one, and see how that affects like the choice of armor and things I'm going for. I'd be interested to I've see heard, that. I've I never... heard that uh, mage is actually pretty hard to play in the new one. I've heard it's you, you have a much tougher time as a mage in, in three. I would say it's more balanced than in past entries. You know why I, I don't think it's like unfairly difficult. You know why I never play a mage? I hate. Why? I fucking hate robes. I just don't like the way they look. I I prefer like yeah, cool looking if armor. If you have a robe, I hate stupid looking robe, robes. <laughs> Gavin, if you have a robe, you might get to see your butt. Yeah, <laughs> your your hollowed undead My butt. Undead hollow butt. Um, <laughs> it's um. I tell you, I I. Because I I love clothing options more than um, I never pick armor, most of it for the stats. I like to look cool, and sometimes yeah. there are cool robes, and sometimes I often like the look where it's like a robe, but then like heavy metal um, leggings and arms and a head. Um, just give it this weird like battle monk kind of look to it. What um, was hilarious the, was in I Dark found... Souls Two when you would have like the gigantic mirror knight armor and then like skinny little legs. Mm. That would that was always really cool. I, yeah. I, I think like the for me the the moment where I was like, yeah, I really don't care about stats as much as I do looking cool was like right at the start of my Dark Souls 3 playthrough, I took off my helmet and I was like, I am l- just losing stats here. I am not gaining any advantage by this, but I want to see my cool badass hair and be like, I gave myself blue hair. I want to see that that's me and not just someone in armor. <laughs> yeah. So I deliberately took worse stats so that I could see it you was know me. What? I... And I'm like, yeah, I really don't care about Whenever stats. I worry about choosing an aesthetic over stats, I always remember that many people beat this game wearing nothing but underpants yeah. and holding a club. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and yeah. if they can do that, I can stand to just wear these trousers because yeah. I like them. Yeah, you it, see, it I, I, I'm me... with you guys on that one in a game like Fallout or Skyrim, which is easy, but for me... Uh, being so crap at games, I just I have to stat up in Dark Souls. I have to wear oh, the best I'll, armor. I'll occasionally do it. If, if I'm losing to a boss, I'll put on the good armor, be yeah. the boss, and then go back to my, my comfy armor. But, like... I just can't I, I drop wish the, it was... the thrill hood. Like, yeah. it's it's the shittiest bit of head armor that I've possibly seen. <laughs> and I don't want to describe or talk to me. You can actually, if you want to see a picture of it, it's like the first screenshot in my review on the Jimquisition of, of Dark Souls 3. Um, but it, it, it it's just, I'm wearing a bag on my head, basically. But it I... looks so cool. Yeah. I basically wish that, like, that is, that is one complaint I do have about Souls 3, is that it, I wish it was more like Bloodborne, where the stats really didn't matter very much. Because, like, Bloodborne was fashion-born for a reason, because, like, you could you could pretty much just pick what looked cool on you and only spec into specific armour when there was a specific elemental resistance you needed. And I get why that doesn't work for Dark Souls, but it yeah, makes me sad that I Dark Souls is much, to... much more of an RPG than... I know, Bloodborne. but it makes me it makes me sad when I sometimes have to put on things that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, my general rule is like I normally just pick some medium armor for the body because I like to I, I like to not have too much uh, of a weight ratio going. I'll actually put the f- real physical resistance in, in normally in the gloves or the legs, and then my my number one rule is do not give a shit about head armor. Like, yeah, <laughs> the first cool mask I find goes on and stays on, and then I don't give a shit. Like I'll find if it's a, a, like a cool sack 
thing that makes me look like some sort of serial killer, or if it's like the the, the family masks in the first Dark Souls, like any cool mask, it goes on, and the rest can fuck off. But with Dark Souls Three, I'm actually I'm doing playstyles that I'm not I, I I've never normally done before. Um, so I'm using a scythe, um, which I've never used before, and I just so fucking cool. Um, and I'm wearing really light armor, and I've never done that. I've always tried to at least have some bulky armor going, but even the gauntlets and the leggings that I normally uh, bulk up on, like pretty light stuff, and and it's interesting because I, you know, I'm gla- I'm a glass cannon now. Like I've never been in a game where I'm this far, you know, where I can get like like as far as I get, and I I can get downed in two hits by something because I'm normally way heavier on HP and way heavier on armor. But but it's it's changed the way I play, and I find it very interesting. And that's one of the, the gorgeous things about any Dark Souls game is just fashion souls. There are so many different ways to play it, and and you can choose aesthetic over stats if you want because all the ideal situation is always you're not getting hit. So it's like I care less about the armor because I shouldn't be getting fucking hit in the first place. That's a very very good observation. So yeah, is that that a good place for us to to wrap up? Probably. Yeah, because yeah, uh, so. I've got yeah. Dark Souls three, so. <laughs> I've, I've still got to edit this like the second we finish recording i have to start editing it so we can put it up because we recorded a bit late so yeah let's let's wrap up here let's wrap up laura where can people find more of your stuff do you tell want, well find more of my stuff laura k buzz laura k buzz on twitter laura k buzz on youtube laura k buzz.com laura k buzz on patreon which pays the bills a bunch of people seem to really enjoy the uh, first Podquisition animated that we did last it was week. Awesome. It was great. It's had like 25,000 like 25, views and everyone was like, yeah, this is really bloody good. If you want to see more of those, Patreon. If we hit, uh, what is it, uh, like $150 a month more we've got to hit to hit our milestone, we will be making these monthly. So you want more of them, go chuck a dollar or two into Patreon because you seem to like them. Uh, yeah, Laura K. Buzz, just everywhere. Look at buzz everywhere. And Gavin, people need to hear the great music. I've heard there's this really cool song called uh, Beauty, Beauty Bleak that, that ripped off one of my phrases once. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I just saw the phrase and was like, that is so much more inspiring to me than Fallout, so I'm going to write a song based on Jim's phrase. <laughs> it's really, the song's about me, really. It is, it's about Jim. I mean, you know. The beautiful bleakness of working with Jim. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can find me Miracle of Sound on YouTube where you can come and listen to all my songs all my cool gaming songs and also a new series that I started where I show you a bit behind the scenes about creating music which actually has gone down really well and I was surprised by how well that went down and yeah. you can I, I, I can't do music I found that really interesting to watch oh did you watch it did you Oh, cool. Yeah, I watched cool. it. I'm no good at music. I found it really cool nice the next, do more of those the, the next one I'm doing is tips on songwriting so Oh, nice. That's cool. So also follow me on Twitter, Miracle of Sound, and Facebook and all those things. And, eh, you know, you know yourselves. Yeah. Splendido. Uh, Thank you all for listening, as always. Thank you for your support on uh, Patreon, which has just been fucking incredible lately. Um, Like, I'm blown away by some of the stuff that I'm seeing and getting in support, and uh, the YouTube channel as well, which has just been doing fantastic. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thank you uh, for being here, and and we will see you next week. And now I think I'm going to have a little sleepy because, <laughs> like I said, I've been up since fucking three, and and I'm ready for a little nap That's before right, I actually mate. start yeah, the day properly. I'm going back to Lothric. <laughs> yeah. 
If, if, if the podcast goes up late this week, blame Jim having his nap. <laughs> yeah, blame me. Um, it'll, it'll be up today. And it actually, because we point. are recording Thursday morning, and so it yeah. will be up today, our time. Um, but thank you all, <laughs> and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.